Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to the Disney Movie Marathon. Today's episode is a repeat of an episode I made for iHeartMovies back in 2020 with my friend Saul Carlos. I was originally going to try and get my Oswald the Lucky Rabbit episode out in July, but my summer has been so busy, and on the day this goes up I'll be leaving for vacation, so I'm thinking I will not be able to get to Oswald for a little bit. We have it recorded, but it is a very long one, and I just haven't had the time I need to finish editing it yet. But I was going through my archive, putting together the next batch of episodes I'll need to continue with my re-release of the Disney episodes that I did for my main podcast, and I found this episode I did with Saul back in 2020, and I thought it'd be the perfect thing to re-release in the meantime. So, our episode on Oswald the Lucky Rabbit will be coming, but depending on if I have time to edit it or not, it might be a bit before I get there. Next week, there will be no new episode, I'm still on vacation, and if I'm not able to finish the Oswald episode before I leave, I'll have those aforementioned re-releases ready to go after I get back. Anyways, for now, let's talk about Disney's bumper crop of live-action remakes that all came out in 2019 with Saul Carlos. I guess we can just start at the bottom and move our way up to the top. What is your least favorite of the live-action Disney? Well, my least favorite is one... Okay, so usually I don't believe in, like, boycotting films, but this one I feel so strongly about that I was like, I'm not going to give Disney my money for this. And I watched it last night on Disney+, and that was The Lion King live-action. The reason why it's in the bottom for me is... For me, a live action, for it to make sense, it has to give something new and fresh to the story, which this one absolutely did not. I felt there was no emotion whatsoever in the entire story. And I feel like if there was a film that did not need a remake, was this one. I would 100% would have loved, I've told you this in the past, but if no one has seen those videos before, I'm just gonna quickly mention it here. I would have loved this based on the success of Black Panther and other movies like that. Having this movie kind of be about um, African tribes and it'd be the same story, but with actual humans. And I feel like that would have given a cool twist. The choreography would have made sense. It would be fun, especially since the success of the um, Broadway show. There would be some, oh my gosh, can you feel the love tonight was during daytime? That got me so mad. You have no idea. I almost wanted to like turn off my TV. I was like, I'm done, I'm done. Um, it's just this film had no essence, no emotion, and for me, when I watch a film, since I'm an actress, I really do pay attention to the character's emotions. I did like um, the voice actor for Scar. The one line that he totally messed up was when uh, he says, long live the king and kills Mufasa. He gave me nothing with that line, but everything else, he was probably the strongest voice actor out of all of them, but yeah. That one is slightly higher on my list, but only because my bottom movie is Dumbo. I can totally see that. Probably because my expectations were way too high with this film. I went in thinking that it was going to be great. Like, I like Tim Burton, and he was the one directing this. I expected him to have some grand, crazy vision for this film, because otherwise, why would he even want to make it? Right. But instead, it was just weird and not in a good way. Like, the first half of the movie was basically Dumbo, the original movie. And then it was like they tacked on a sequel after that. (laughs) Yeah. And 
it didn't feel right. There were so many plot choices that just felt strange and like they didn't belong. And like the whole sub subplot about eventually the, the circus, like they realize is that they need to be kind to animals and they return all the animals. And it's like, this is the early 1900s. These circus people are not going to care one bit about the welfare of the animals, especially because they were beating them at the beginning and ready to separate Dumbo and his mother and I think even kill Dumbo's mother. So, like, they had this change of heart within, like, a week or two, however long this movie lasted. (laughs) It was... It just, everything was so dumb. And maybe maybe if I watch them again, it might rank a little higher than Lion King did. But, like, I don't care enough to watch it again. <laughs> I, I totally, 100% agree with you. I think the reason why I have mine, let me see what exact spot I have it. I actually have it, the one spot um, on top of okay. Lion King. The one reason for that is just because I did at least appreciate that they sort of tried to not just do a copy paste of the original one. That's my only like pro, even though it was super bad, their attempt, at least I appreciated that it didn't feel totally like a um, cash grab, you know what I'm saying? Like there was some sort of thought, even though it didn't work, I did appreciate the thought. But I remember seeing um, Dumbo and I just remember leaving the theater like, what was this? Like, like you are so hyped for it because I didn't love the original one. So I was like, when I love when they pick movies, when they were like, meh, in the original, like, for example, I'm not a huge fan of Sleeping Beauty. That's why I love Maleficent because it went for, or the Jungle Book one. I feel like the original one's like, meh, there's potential for much story. So that's why also I didn't like The Lion King because the original one seemed perfect. But Dumbo felt like a film that had a lot of potential for a live action, especially with Tim Burton. I was like, ooh, this is going to be so cool visually. And I felt like the visuals were actually really poor. And there wasn't that, uh, I don't know, I felt really underwhelmed with the visuals, actually. Mm -hmm. And I felt like from the guy who did Alice in Wonderland and all these amazing things, it felt like, like a small scale to me. It didn't feel as creative to me i was really surprised and also oh my gosh the kids had no emotions that like drove me crazy like yeah dad you're back <laughs> like ugh. you tell me of the millions of kids actors out there you pick only the ones that look like the team bird because they have big eyes and they're very pale that, <laughs> that annoyed me but um yeah, Dumbo, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like there was so much potential and I went maybe with too many high expectations and I left like, what? <laughs> it was just so, it's such a mess and so convoluted, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what yeah. do you have next? The, the, we switched our bottom two, so my next ah. one is Lion King. And yeah, basically most of what you said is probably my reasons for having it low. Like, I didn't hate the film. Yeah. Like. So I think I've only seen the original Lion King once. It was one we weren't allowed to watch when I was a kid. Oh, wow. so, so I didn't have any like nostalgic attachment. So I assumed that because I didn't have any attachment to it, I was going to like it more, the, the remake I was going to like more than most people. And I suppose I did, right. but not enough that I feel like I actually liked the film. 
Yeah, like it was I, just fine. It was I like the humor in it. I think do you want to put my word funnier? Yes, in they were the best part. Yeah, but the rest of the writing was just bland. It it really was a remake of the original, but with all the heart sucked out of it. It was like because they wanted to lean so much into the naturalistic look, there was no emotion. Like. Know. Everything that you should have been feeling was just gone because the the animals just had blank faces, which I guess they would in real life, but this is a movie. It's not real life. We're supposed to feel things, and we didn't. It's kind of like, I just can't wait to be king, where it's so colorful and fun. And this one, they were just walking. Same with Hakuna Matata. They're just walking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, literally one of the most creative songs out there and you made it so bland Mm -hmm. that was the biggest problem like i i appreciate all that they were trying to do with the technology and visually for what they were going for it looks great it's it's almost realistic yeah but that's not what we wanted out of the movie I knew that this film wasn't going to be good as soon as it announced it because john favreau he directed the jungle book right the live action which I really enjoyed that one. But what I did not like about that one was what they did with the musical numbers. They made, you know, um, I Want to Be Like You and um, Bernice is so bland and lazy looking that I was like, he clearly is going for a realistic approach. And when it comes to musicals, the number one rule is, it's no realistic. It shouldn't be Mm -hmm. real. So I knew from the get-go that based on what he had done with the musical numbers in Jungle Book, yeah, this one was just going to be, oh, let's focus on making realistic and forget the artistic sense of it. I feel like when you are directing a musical, you should hire someone who has been in the theater industry or like has done musicals. Because mm-hmm. if for someone who is just does cool effects, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I like John Favreau. I think he's made some great movies in the mm-hmm. past, but I think he was the wrong choice for this 100%, one. I agree. So, up next, I have Kim Possible. <laughs> okay. Um, again, I, I really enjoyed the show growing up. And as soon as they casted the main girl, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, she's not my Kim. And I was like, you know what? She's actually the right age. Let's give her a chance. You know, she seems good. Like, I was open-minded. And when I saw the movie, I was just so disappointed because so much of the I would say 90% of the movie is just her crying I was like I am not rooting for Kim because all she's doing is crying where is my fighting cool stuff like there was barely any of that and I hate it I feel like this film would have been so much more fun without Athena like I feel like she took so much time from the film away from Mm -hmm. Kim that was just frustrating and then the fact that she joins their team at the end is like no 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 no, 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 thank you. Um, so, yeah, that was the part. And they got rid of Monique, which I was like, excuse me? Uh, which usually I'm not that picky as like getting rid of a character, but that character is like African-American. And since there's not much representation in films and movies, uh, I feel like it was kind of not nice of them to get rid of that character, at least for me, and get replaced with Athena. I don't know. But, yeah. That one. That one's a little, little higher for me. Mm. Um, uh, and actually, it would have been in this place, but at the last minute, I swapped two around. <laughs> so my next one is Lady and the Tramp. Interesting. And 
this is another one that I feel like I think I went in with too high of expectations <laughs> and I don't know why I had higher expectations and it ended up being like not that much better than the Lion King. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do like it better than the Lion King because I liked the most, most of the humans, not all of them. There were <laughs> the, some of the humans that I didn't like were what brought it down for me and probably mm-hmm. would have been higher if it had better humans. But in terms of like the dogs and everything, I really liked that they had real dogs and they didn't go for CGI. I didn't think that the talking animations for their mouths were that bad. Sometimes it was, but it was definitely not as bad as people were saying it. They didn't look hideous or whatever. They, it, it was fine. The whole thing was just fine. There were just a few things about it that kept bringing it down, which Number one was the humans, the dog catcher. I hated, and I suppose that's the point, but I just hated him as a character, as a person. <laughs> Everything about him was so beyond annoying yeah. that I just couldn't stand him. And Aunt Sarah wasn't that much better. And I know that's the point. You're not supposed to love Aunt Sarah, but I wanted to like her because I like Yvette Nicole Brown. And I was excited to see her in this. And then she ended up being like one of the worst characters. <laughs> And her cats. Like, I hated the whole thing with the cats. Like, I understand why they wanted to get rid of the Siamese cat song, but don't replace it with something that's really dumb. Like, I hated the whole song. The whole song. And the cats were so annoying. It just, they needed to have reworked that scene to be something way better. And it's just little things like that that just kept bringing the film down, even though there are parts of it that I thought were genuinely sweet and like i would watch the movie again it's not a bad movie it's just very meh it's just fine fine. because of all the things that just kept bringing you down yeah i'm gonna mention it now since it's my next one so i feel like okay about it now um i'm completely biased because the original lady and tramp is one of my favorite films ever like i just love everything about lady and the tramp um but I was definitely skeptical. I was like, I don't think it needs a remake, you know? Um, something I love about the original is the charm of it. Like the background music is just so charming. And I felt at times this movie was missing that, but I was still surprised that they kept some of the charm there. Uh, I would say now talking about it, I watched this one a couple months ago that I don't remember much about it. And that means that it's not that memorable. Mm-hmm. I do remember that I feel like the pacing was extremely slow, though. Yes. So that's something that kind of, you know, made it hard to watch, I would say. But yeah, I just overall felt like bland. I did love that they put, um, they made um, Darling and the dad, like a little, like a bigger parts of the story a little bit. Um so that was cool, I, because in the original, you don't even see their faces. So in mm-hmm. this one, it was like, nice at least to see their faces. But I agree with everything you said. Yeah, it just, I wanted more. That, mm-hmm. that was basically it. I wanted more out of the movie. Yeah. Like, for... Because they put it on Disney+, Plus, so I was like, I knew the budget wasn't going to yeah. be as big as, say, Aladdin or other ones. So I was like, I went without normal expectations. Yeah. For most of these remakes... All I want is for them to do something that makes it stand out. Even if it's like 
a basically a shot for shot remake, which I would prefer it not be. But even if that's what it is, just do something that makes the film feel like it needs to exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so far, they they haven't done that. Mm-hmm. Some some are more than others. Some are like definitely the ones that are not a shot for shot remake. Those feel more like they have a reason to exist. But the ones where it's basically the same movie, I I, I want more. I'd rather watch the original, which has way more charm and heart. Yeah. You know? So apparently we switched our two around again, the the first or the last two and then the middle two, because my next one is Kim Possible. <laughs> and this one I was actually surprised by. I expected that this one was kind of going to be bad because it was a Disney Channel movie and they were recasting kind of a silly cartoon as a live action thing. And I, and I don't mean silly cartoon in a bad way because I love Kim Possible. Like that was one of my favorite cartoons when I was a kid slash teenager. I thought it was hilarious. I always loved watching it. So I went into this thinking they're probably just going to butcher this and I'm going to hate it. And I didn't (laughs) like, I thought that they did a very good job translating the cartoon to live action. And it still felt like the cartoon. It was ridiculous. The villains were over the top hammy, but not in a way that made me feel like cringy about it. Yeah. And even when they did lines that were supposed to be, cringy because an adult was saying them they only gave those lines to the -the over-the-top villains like when dr draken was talking about uploading the video to embarrass her he was like think of the memes (laughs) and like he's very cringy that would be totally something that he would say so i i really hate it in movies where they try and make adults just be cringy by saying things that adults wouldn't say but i felt like for dr draken it made sense yeah, I really like the dynamic with um, Dragon and Sheep. I feel like yeah. the was great. For those yeah, times. and I thought that Kim was a good casting choice. Mm-hmm. I, I do see your point about her crying too much, but I guess it made sense for the story they were going for. Mm-hmm. And I thought Athena was better than I expected. Like when they, were bringing, when they bring in a third wheel, I guess, and a new character that wasn't there before, Normally, it just doesn't work. And I guess for her, I didn't see it not working. I thought she was a decent addition. Like, if you have to add somebody to the team, I thought she was fine. I do see your point about Monique, because I was was waiting to find out who they were going to put in Raven's role, because I loved Raven. I mean, I still love Raven. So I was waiting to see who was going to get her role, and nobody ever showed up. So that was a bit annoying. Yeah. But... For the most part, I thought they did a good job translating a really silly cartoon into a really silly live-action cartoon. See, but my thing is, I feel like at times it wasn't silly enough. I feel like at sometimes it became too mm. emo. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. I think I would have had it higher if they'd really, really leaned into it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the emotional stuff did kind of bring it down. I think that's probably why I didn't love it, and I just... I enjoyed it, but not 
to the point of yeah, and I get it like you know teenagers you know she's going through a lot and it's relatable mm-hmm. and that's you know change is hard and but don't make it most of the films I mean I do appreciate that the actress can really cry really well it's mm-hmm. hard to do that so I mean props to her but it's just you know we didn't watch Kim Possible to just watch this dramatic coming of age story you know yeah, yeah. for the silliness and the fun of it so mm-hmm. I think some, you know, emotion is good 100%, but not be 90% of a film. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree that it did go a little too long with that. Mm -hmm. And my other big, I don't know if you call it a criticism or complaint, was that the story was sort of recycled from a previous episode, or maybe it was one of the movies, where there was a robot that had been made to infiltrate her friend group and instead in the cartoon it was a love interest in this it was a a friend interest so it was kind of the same story just told in a totally different way which i appreciate that they like completely changed the story but it still seemed kind of odd that for their first and maybe only live action outing for kim possible that they would basically recycle a plot line yeah. It just seemed kind of odd and I wish that they'd thought of a totally original story for this. I agree. But yeah, other than that, it surprised me. I liked it and mm-hmm. I'd watch it again. It just wasn't one of my favorites. Yeah, but, I don't know why one with high expectations. I have no idea why cuz I saw the trailers and this looked mm-hmm. not that great. But I don't know, I was like they have the original writers. Yeah. I like that they had um the cameo of the girl the voice of Kim Possible, I thought that was... Yeah, Christy Carlson Romano. Yeah. She, she played a pop star. And I liked that they brought back uh, Professor Dementor. Patton mm-hmm. Oswalt played him in the cartoon, and he was playing him in live action. I thought that was great. That's cool. And they brought back Nancy Cartwright to play Rufus. So that was, that was nice. Yeah. Based on the ending, do you think there might be a sequel? Um, I think they were setting it up to maybe be a sequel if fan reaction was good enough. But I feel like I've heard that it was one of the lowest rated DCOMs. Like, hardly anybody watched it. I don't think it got a lot of good press. So I'm kind of wondering, maybe they won't. Mm. Who knows? Like, I wouldn't mind if they did, because I didn't think it was bad. And I think that a sequel would help them iron it out. Make a better film, you know? Yeah. So who knows? We'll see. A lot of people were complaining about her outfit, and I'm like, I liked it. I thought the the thing in the necklace thing that was cool. I thought it was fine. Kim Possible's outfit in the original was fine for the cartoon, but like, yeah. it feels weird to watch a little girl mm-hmm. running around in a crop top. Yeah, and I I wouldn't have liked that as much in yeah. live action. So it's fine for the cartoon, but we're grounding so much to the original that they're not like we're open minded to yeah. it. So like. I think it worked great. It made sense. So. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just went into this knowing that it was more like an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. So it didn't need to fit into the original continuity. So I was fine with most of the changes. Cool. So you want me to talk about number two? Yeah. Now my number two is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Do we agree or not? I've, we've swapped all three times. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Okay, I'm going to talk about <laughs> Maleficent Mistress of Evil. So, unpopular opinion, I love the original Maleficent movie. People give it so much crap. 
but I love it. Uh, and this one, I was like, kind of like low expectation because like, I don't know, it just didn't, I don't know, it, it just didn't seem as great as the original ones. And my mom saw it, which she loved the first one. She's like, eh, it was okay. So I was like, one with low, 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 low expectations. And I ended up loving it. Is it flawed? 100%. Mm -hmm. Like the proposal scene gave me no emotion whatsoever. They had no chemistry. Between those two actors, none. Absolutely nothing. I didn't feel the love. I didn't feel anything, which was such a major part of the story, which made it so annoying. I was like, bro, can you guys like bond like backstage a little bit? Because I'm getting nothing from the proposal. And then um, what was the ending made no sense. We just had this massive war and everyone just died. Let's just have a wedding. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? So those two things kind of bother me. But everything else, again, it's a flawed movie, 100%. But the action was awesome. The mm. visuals, amazing. When she wakes up in this nest, cocoon-looking thing, stunning. The mm. costumes to die for. Love it. Uh, I would say my only other complaint would be that, I don't know, like, my life doesn't seem to, like, have been, like, redeemed the first one, and this one, it was kind of like, oh, she's mean again. That's the only thing that I didn't like, but it was visually stunning, exciting. Uh, I just loved it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think I'll talk about Maleficent now too, since we already know that know what your top one is going to be. Yeah. Like for this one, this was another one that I was kind of going back and forth on, like which one did I did I like better? Because really, there were kind of three tiers of movies. Like none of them were, I mean, amazing. None of them were amazing. But I had two that I thought were really enjoyable, two that I thought were fine, and two that I was. Uh, disappointed in <laughs> but i really enjoyed maleficent and i know that like even the original one I, I enjoyed it was people hated it for whatever reason i guess i can see why because the original sleeping beauty is a classic and the animation is really part of why people love it and i think people get for whatever reason people get insulted about the remakes and i think people were just being salty yeah. so the original was hated and I didn't think it was bad. I mean, it, it had problems, but it was totally watchable, even rewatchable, but it wasn't awful. No. So I went into the new one with an open mind, but kind of hesitant because like it was called Maleficent Mistress of Evil. And like one of the things that I liked about the original was she was redeemed and I'm a sucker for a good villain redemption story. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that she got redeemed in the first one. So I was like, they're not going to walk back her whole character arc, are they? They're not going to make her turn around and be evil? I really hope not. So I was kind of hesitant. But then it turned out that the whole thing with the title was basically talking about the way she was perceived by everyone mm -hmm. because of all these lies and propaganda that had been spread by the kingdom just to make people think she's evil. So then that made perfect sense to me. I liked that. I really liked her with the queen. The two playing off each other were great. Great dynamic. And, I mean, Angelina Jolie by herself is just great. Like, she's the reason these films work. Mm -hmm. Like, if they'd had somebody else, I don't think I would like the, them as much mm -hmm. because Aurora is just fine. 
just fine. And she needs to be better than just fine. And I guess they might have gone that direction because in the original, she doesn't do a whole lot. It's basically Prince Philip and Maleficent's story. But like even Prince Philip in this, he's just fine. (laughs) I think they recast him from the original and I don't think anyone even really noticed because he's kind of just as bland as she is. (laughs) (laughs) But like everything about most of the side characters is just fine. But Angelina Jolie is great and the action is great. I really like the world they were building. I really liked all the creatures and not all the creatures. Some of them were kind of annoying, the little ones, but (laughs) <laughs> but like Maleficent's species, I thought was a great idea. Fantastic, yeah. I really liked like I mean I saw it coming, but I liked the reveal at the end anyway with the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just thought it was fun, fun enough, and fun I was happy with it. Yeah. I'm gonna mention going back to the proposal. Um, so they live in a magical world, right? And this guy decides to just be like, under the street, yo, want to get married? I was like, <laughs> what? You've been dating for like three, I don't know, five years, something like that, they said. I was waiting kind of like, you know how in Little Mermaid and Kiss the Girl, they get inside this tree and the fish starts like spitting water. And there's, <laughs> I don't know, fireflies. I expected, because it's such a stunning film visually. And I was waiting for a stunning mm-hmm. visually proposal. Like the fairies coming with flowers and petals. And it just feels so anticlimactic. It's like, cool, cool. It's like, no. <laughs> I like when he like erases her up and spins her around. But it's like, that was the only thing. I feel like they lost an opportunity to make this such an epic, I don't know, proposal thing that people would be like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. But yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just the films. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but it has flaws, I agree, 100%. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a perfect film because it, it really is. It has a lot of flaws, but I think it's such a fun film. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you can say that about a lot of the remakes. Mm-hmm. Most of them really have flaws. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they just they work and they're fun in their own way well i might disagree a little bit because my number one is aladdin i this was my most anticipated movie of the year and this is the little fun twist i really disliked the original aladdin ever since i was a kid (laughs) I never liked it. The fact that he's like a compulsive liar, he gives me slithering vibes. I don't know. I didn't like it growing up. I did admit that the music was wonderful, but I was like, how can I be on this guy's side when he's constantly lying? Like, I, I just couldn't connect with the character growing up, so I never liked the original one. So I read the novelization of the live action before seeing this movie, and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And most of it, it's in the newer film. Um, they had to get rid of some of the stuff because of time stuff. But I love this one. I think every problem I had with the original one, they fixed it here. The relationship between Aladdin and Jasmine is so strong in this one. It, it made me even blush, like, reading the novelization and watching the movie because it's so much more real and heartfelt they have a mm-hmm. genuine connection it's not just like you're hot i'm hot great no like <laughs> they, they can relate to each other and it feels like it slowly builds up it doesn't feel 
as rushed as the original. So I think they did a fantastic job with the relationship. I think also uh, the fact that they made um, Jasmine such a um, smarter, I mean, she was already like a great um, feminist icon in the original, but in this one, I feel like they gave gave her even more to work with. Like, she you see her, in the, the novelization book, they give her more, but in the movie, I feel like it goes really well. Like, she has maps, and she's into politics, and she wants to know her people. And they also explain to you, like, why the dad doesn't let her go out, because the mom was killed in the streets. And, like, I feel like every little problem I had, all the loopholes or the questions you had in the original, they really took the time to fix. And I feel like they not only made it its own in this film, like celebrating the original one, but they also made it its own. And I think mm -hmm. that was brilliant. The costume design was gorgeous. Again, so much chemistry between the actors. The only thing I did not like, well, I would say two things. Um, Jafar was a huge letdown. I was <laughs> winning. I understand that they were going for like, why would the Sultan hire a creepy looking guy? So let's just have someone who looks like the next door guy because he's not suspicious, right? make it more relatable but something about his voice gave me nothing he wasn't intimidating he gave me nothing I, towards the end he goes more cuckoo and i appreciate that but it's just i was waiting for a more serious voice and everyone i've talked to had the same problem so definitely that was a casting choice that i i think didn't work and then the second thing is some of the musical numbers again going back to the lion king Guy Ritchie is not a guy who does musicals. He's not in the theater industry. So I feel like some of the musical numbers felt very weak and lackluster. Um, you know, Prince Ali, like I was waiting for like an even bigger parade. And it's just like, it felt like the musical numbers I would say are like the least, my least favorite part of the movie. Like every, mm -hmm. every dialogue scene I love. Also, I'm really salty. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, they caught this song called Desert Moon. Did you see it? I remember you talking about it, but I don't think I ever saw it. Oh my gosh, you have to look it up. So like now every time I rewatch the movie, um, there's this song that it's when Aladdin gets kidnapped, you know how he was like, oh, meet me tomorrow at midnight and I give you this back. She's waiting for him, but he was kidnapped so they can't meet. So they're both singing this song that their moms taught them when they were little called Desert Moon. And it's such a sweet, loving song that I feel like even moves more the plot of like their relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm like so upset that they cut that because I was genuinely really surprised. But yeah, I could talk about this movie for hours. So I'm going to try to like narrow. I think uh, Will Smith as a genie, he made it his own, which is really impressive having, you know, the pressure of Robin Williams being an icon and fantastic job. I love that, you know, because I'm like, I'm not going to copy him. I'm going to do my own thing, which I think was great for this film. And yeah, I cried the first time watching. I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. But yeah. You can talk now. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with most of what you said. I never read the novelization, so I don't have that kind of insight into it. But I really enjoyed this movie. The only thing that I think, like, I feel like they're most, between Maleficent 2 and Aladdin, they basically would be tied, except one thing about the Aladdin movie that kept bringing me down was every time the song started. Like, for the most part, this movie felt like it was really being its own thing. It was its own version of Aladdin, which yeah. I really liked. I loved that they were doing their own thing with it. But every time a song started, it felt like 
it was too much of a wink nod. Look at us. We're the original Aladdin. We're just being remade. Mm-hmm. It was like they were trying way too hard to be the original. It just sounded like a poor imitation of the original mm-hmm. when it just, it would have been better if they'd either put in their own songs or just not made it a musical. What do you think of the new song, Speechless? I liked the new song, except for the way it was handled in the movie, because it I felt think. weird. Mm-hmm. Because every other time there was a song, it was part of the action. It was part of the story. Like, it, everyone knew that this is a musical, and they leaned into it. Mm-hmm. But for the new song, she started singing, and all the action around her froze for her to have this musical number by herself. And, like, all of the people around her just disappeared, which didn't make any sense for what we'd seen in musical numbers in the movie before. It just felt like they stopped the movie for a music video. Yeah, that's so what I love I liked the song. It just felt weird the way they did it. So the, the way that they handled the music, I think, just kind of brought it down below Maleficent for me. Otherwise, I, it probably would have been higher than Maleficent. Yeah, and I sort of see these things, like, why do they keep uh, hiring people who don't do musicals to do musicals? There's so many kinds of people out there who can do musicals. And so that's, for me, the frustrating part, because um, especially in One Jump Ahead, I like what they did it so that he's singing with Jasmine now, and, like, but I hate the fact that they do, like, a fast-forward effect that he's, like, One Jump, na-na-na-na-na. It's, like, What? Like, I get that he's supposed to describe that he's in a rush or whatever, but, like, <clears throat> it just completely threw me off. And just, like, I didn't like that style choice at all in the song. And especially because I saw this behind-the-scenes picture where he's running with Jasmine and there's this, like, um, paint situation throwing stuff. And I was like, ooh, that's going to be cool. And then it goes so fast that you don't get to see it, which is super sad. Also, in the trailers originally the way they met was that um there was this petals of flowers and then jasmine turns around and you see all these petals of flowers and then he looks at her and they got rid of that which i find it such a shame because i think it was a stunning visual scene so i know they do that a lot where they put stuff in trailers and not in the films but i'm really confused as to why they got rid of that but yeah it's like a guilty pleasure pleasure movie like i know it has flaws but it makes me feel so warm and cozy and happy that, like, I've seen it now three times, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, this one I definitely would rewatch. I bought it, so I do <laughs> like it. And I I didn't buy Maleficent 2, so maybe I actually do like this one better. <laughs> but I just I just keep thinking about the songs and how they kind of needed to have been done better. And that just it feels like it brings it down too much in my mind. So I don't know. The fact that I bought this one and not Maleficent 2 probably says something. Maybe I do like this one more, but sometimes I don't feel like I'm that great at ranking things. But for one of the live action remakes, this is a very good one. It just, the flaws just keep standing out to me that I feel like I need to rank it lower than I would otherwise, I think. Because otherwise I think this would have been an easy win to definitely overall i think it probably is better than maleficent too just the songs just keep coming back as something that i feel like i'm, well, I'm actually really looking know. forward to the idea that they might do a sequel to aladdin which i think that would be yeah. great 
you know, they might probably do new songs. So that's going to be um, super fun. And I think based on the criticism they got of the original one, the second one, I have really high hopes. I know they put um, somewhere that they're thinking of doing a spin-off movie about um, Prince Anderson, the one that is goes, hey, Poos Poos, that one, that dude, I don't know, the one with the ponytail. And I'm like, he was super funny. I loved him, but do we really need a spin-off of him? I'd rather have a sequel of Aladdin. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate a spin-off of him and actually one of my friends, she recently watched it and she posted on Facebook that she wanted a movie just about him and she had no idea that they'd made that announcement of they might they might do a Disney Plus movie. So she was excited when I told her that there might be one. <laughs> so, I guess people liked him enough that I guess maybe it is warranted. This is my problem. When they grab funny side characters and do movies about them, it almost never works. Yeah, you know? that is true. Cars 2! <laughs> but I liked Cars 2, so oh. <laughs> I'm one of the weird people who actually liked that one. I, well, I like how weird it was, though. Most people did enjoy it, so I'm saying yeah. like, it usually doesn't work. Yeah, no, making movies about side characters sometimes, a lot of times... <laughs> It's not a great idea. So who yeah. knows? It depends on who's writing it. Like, if they can write a good story, I'll totally watch it. I mean, How I'll watch it anyways, just because of it. The upcoming Mulan. Um, we'll see. Like, initially, I thought it was going to be great. I thought they were going to lean into doing a more historically accurate retelling. And now it seems like it's going to be a little bit more fantasy because there's a witch That's and a, a phoenix. Mm-hmm. So it seems weird, but I'm holding off judgment till I see it. I, I don't know. We'll see. I I really don't know what to expect because it's going to be a totally different story. It's going to be a totally different movie. Some people are really thinking it's going to be awful and I'm not feeling that. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping it's going to be better than fine. The cinematography is looking gorgeous, I will say, yeah. that, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because I, I, like, I love it, but the cinematography is like, meh. With this one, it's looking really, really pretty. Yeah. love the tones. And like you said, I agree that um, it's like, go historically accurate or go fantasy. It's like, don't go in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like one of the most successful live action films, which include Beauty and the Beast, the Aladdin one, all those, they all have in common the fact that like, they kept the songs. And so mm-hmm. them getting rid of the songs in this one, I feel like it really is going to affect the nostalgia appeal to it, I will say. Um, I don't know. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've seen the trailers a lot of times in the movie theaters. It's like, whoa, it looks stunning and fun. But I do agree that the fact that they made the witch uh, the main villain, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It, it It seems like there might be some weird choices being made, but... I'm trying to reserve judgment till after I've seen the movie mm-hmm. because it doesn't do any good to preform your opinion because yeah. like I assumed that I was going to really enjoy Dumbo. I did not. Are you? <laughs> I thought I was going to hate the new Aladdin one. So I remember the teaser trailer came out and it was awful. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is going to suck. And now look at me. I've seen it three times. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really hard to prejudge just from a trailer. You yeah. never know if they're showing their best stuff. You never know if something is just looks different in the trailer because sometimes something will seem like one thing and it's not. 
So who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Okay, well, we did it. We we made it through our ranking list. Do you want to let people know where they can find you in the future? Sure. My channel is Animation Geek. So if you want to check me out and hear me rant about a lotting a lot, <laughs> and if you're interested to see uh, my review of the novelization, I actually talk about it in my channel. Okay. And I'll have links to that down below. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. We'll have to do another episode one of these days. Yes. Love that. <laughs> well, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Disney Movie Marathon. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well, and if you want more content from us, check out one of the other podcasts in the iHeartMovies podcast network, or check out my brand new Patreon. My link tree, as well as any other relevant links, will be in the description. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.